Welcome to Talent Takeover Unfiltered. When it comes to working hard and keeping it real, we know our shit. Self-care, happiness, inner peace, and time. I'm Brianna Rooney, and this is Taylor Bradley. Hey, y'all. And we have thrived in chaos and turned it into an art form. So, Taylor, what are we doing here today? We're here to give you a raw, under-the-hood view of all things recruiting and finally give credit where credit is due to a long, underrated industry that's full of, quote-unquote, experts. All right. Well, then let's take this show to the road. All right, well, let's just get into it. Welcome to Talent Takeover Unfiltered. Taylor Bradley, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? We have to start with our body roll. Our shimmy, our shimmy. I'm like, but I'm a little embarrassed. I'm not wearing, you know, my Talent Takeover Unfiltered shirt, which by the way, you can get on our site. Yeah, see, I take dirt and turn that shit to glitter. I love that. So you guys can get that. And you can also watch this glorious movements of ours on the Millionaire Recruiter YouTube channel. So... What are we talking about today? Let's get to it. Um, this is something that I guess is trending on TikTok, but you and I are both not on TikTok, but that's okay. I'm gonna, we're going to grammasize ourselves. Yeah. Meemaw uh, over here is not. No more social media for Meemaw. So I'm like, I'm another platform. I'm over it. However, I do see them on occasion on Instagram. Um, and so, yeah. So this is a trend, I guess, right now that um, recruiters talk about things they would never admit to um, to a recruiter as a candidate. So from the candidate perspective, things they would never tell a recruiter. Yeah. So. It's basically like we, what we laugh about, like, oh my God, this candidate just told me this. Like, yeah. why, they, why are they telling me this? Yeah. And it's like some tips. And then also like, so th- we're going to talk about what this, this person on TikTok who posted this video, her perspective, then kind of like what our thoughts are on that too. We may debunk some of this. We may agree with it, but um, having both, you know, been in the business for 15 years, I feel like we have some good thoughts and ideas around like what you should and shouldn't do. Um, but definitely guys, make sure that you stay till the end for our, our broke to boss tip. I know y'all love that. I know y'all wish that we had one, you know, I guess our whole episodes are broke to boss tips. I'm like <laughs> gassing myself up for it because I yeah. love them so much, but, um, and you come up with them. So, you know, yeah. I just, I love those little nuggets because I'm like, okay, if you don't listen to anything else, maybe that will help either pump your day up or change your perspective yeah. on something. True. Um, all right. So things I would never admit to a recruiter as a candidate. So the first one she said is if you forget about your interview, just make up a lie. She's like, don't ever tell a recruiter the truth that you just fucking forgot the interview. Yeah. You rushed your cat to the hospital. (laughs) Your ringer was on silent. Your meeting ran over. That I don't like. The ringer on silent shows you're kind of an idiot. Don't don't you think? Yeah. And so I was going, I was just quoting what she said so that we could debunk it because I don't, I definitely don't think it's a good look under any circumstances at all to forget about the interview. Like, I think, what are you fucking doing? If you forget, if you need a job and you forget about an interview, like it's obviously going to show you don't have your shit together because you don't have your shit together, you know? Yeah. So I think what happens, and this goes back to, I think why people use recruiters so much is they want passive candidates. And lots of times when a candidate's super actively looking, they're all willy nilly, just throwing up their, they're applying everywhere. They're taking as many interviews as they possibly can. Some of them are practice. Some of them are, they're super interested in. Mm -hmm. And it gets to the point where it's like, I mean, the worst thing in the world, and I don't know, it's giving me all the bad chilies, is when a company calls you and says, Hey, I just want to let you know, your candidate didn't even know who we were. Like at, like during uh, the interview, cringe. and it's so embarrassing, and For that's sure. a, probably why recruiters also get like a bad rep sometimes. But there's sometimes not our fault. Like these people are just ridiculous. 
you know? Well, and so, and you, you actually bring up a good point because I understand more from like a passive candidate perspective. If you know, you like actually do have a meeting run over because I can say historically mm-hmm. in my life, like in all the times that I've been passively recruited, if I've had some, yeah, there's been times where like a meeting ran over or I couldn't make it. I always would let the recruiter know, but I was honest about it and you get more flexibility. And then from a recruiter perspective, I've had that happen to me and they let me know like, Hey, I, I'm in this meeting. I had this meeting run over, but it's to be expected. If they're a full-time employee somewhere, they may have meetings run over. They may be in situations like that where they thought they could make it, you know, they can't, we all know sometimes like most yeah. of the time we don't take lunches. Like we work through lunch, not saying that you shouldn't take a lunch. It's just like, you don't have that dedicated hour of a lunch break anymore. That's just not the really like work culture. I feel like anyone has anymore because it's, you have so much flexibility in other hours of the day. So I just definitely, that's one that I'm like, yeah, I would never say I forgot about the interview, but like, we also need to talk about why are you forgetting about an interview? Yeah. Yeah. But, um, agreed. I'm going to make up an excuse. Like if there's not, a, if, if I actually forgot about the interview, like a dumb dumb, I'm for sure making a better excuse than that. <laughs> yeah. And you've got to be super apologetic and you've got to be super like, I'm so sorry because I think and that's- don't do it again. Don't do it again. And that's, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I know you and I could both talk about this with so many regards to like situations that we're in sales meetings, recruit, you know, talking to candidates, talking to clients, whatever it is. It is so fucking rude. If we, schedule time with you and you don't show up like nothing pisses me off more and and you don't even tell anybody you're just like you don't show up to it so not that you said hey i'm not going to be able to make it you just didn't show up to the call and then if you let them know after the fact it's still rude like hey i'm so sorry i had xyz come up it doesn't matter because either way we blocked off that time to talk to you that we Mm -hmm. couldn't use for something else So it's like wasted time. And when you're as busy as we are in back-to-back meetings, it is actually like, it puts such a bad taste in my mouth versus somebody canceling on me. If you cancel on me and you give me a reason, all good. And I can reallocate that time to something else. But if you just don't show up, you're kind of like dead to me. Okay. So (laughs) this is a, we're putting out this big thing, service announcement here. (laughs) You will be dead to Taylor if you Mm -hmm. do not show up. Yeah. If you're a (laughs) no-show, bye. Don't message me again with any kind of bullshit. If you let me know beforehand, even if it's it's at the time. Okay. So I had somebody let me know at the time just last week. It was a meeting, like it's kind of a team meeting that not internal, but somebody was going to be on it with us externally and they are going to be presenting to us. And they let us know, I think it was either one minute before like the meeting was actually about Uh to start. And with the reason that they were letting us know, like if you're out sick, you're out sick that whole day, right? So why wouldn't you make sure at the beginning of the day that you notify everybody for all the meetings that you have that you're out sick? Like Mm. it's professionalism 101, I feel like. You got to let everybody know. So that's even a worse look. Like if you're, you know, pitching something to us and then you let us know one minute before the meeting's supposed to start, that's the same thing as not showing up because we can't use that meeting time for anything else. Yeah. I guess, yeah, it depends on like, are you like in sales meetings? Are you like, 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 what is it? I will say on the, on the opposite side, when certain people, certain people don't show up to a meeting, I'm like, sweet, I get time back. Um, but, but totally like, am I, am I going to rebook that call? Probably not. And it all depends on what it is. Yeah. Um, I think so. I don't know. I was just going to say caveat if it's an emergency, like if it's an emergency, something, some God forbid someone got in a car accident and like, something, you know, you're going to get a lot more understanding out of me, which is also probably if we're being real here, that could be a good lie. So just know if you're ever talking to me, 
maybe that's the lie you should use because I'm going to believe it. I'm going to give you sympathy. I'm going to have empathy. But yeah, I feel like there's, unless it's an emergency situation, you have to let people know beforehand. You cannot just, and then forgetting, forgetting about it. Um, I do agree with this person that put this video up. That's just not an excuse. Forgetting. You can't. You have to say something else. You can't just say, I forgot. Yeah. I, I personally hate when someone's like, it's not on my calendar. Like, actually, I can see you accepted. So it is. That's silly. Yeah. So if you're going to lie, make a good one for sure. And I yeah. will say on a side note, if ever calling into work, you have the shits. Easy. <laughs> yeah. No one's going to ask questions there. No one's asking you any questions or for any information. Get well soon. See you later. Um, okay. So then this next one, I feel like this is common sense for everybody these days. And it's just because of all the different laws around this. It is what it is. But never give your exact salary. Always add a few extra thousand dollars. Yeah. I mean, that's... You know, that, that's the negotiation, right? And so I think on the other side, recruiters have to all, always know that as well. That look, yeah. just because they told me they need 150, that doesn't really actually mean they needed 150. That could mean actually they needed 140. But we're going to do what we can and we're going to meet in the middle and hopefully everyone's happy. See, and my approach yeah. to this, like when I read this, I was like, whenever I would give a salary amount, I always think about it like, and, and I always asked it as a recruiter, what salary would you need for this role? Because, you know, you can't ask them what they're currently making anymore. Right. So what would your salary expectations be for this role? Now, somebody could be at 100K and given the job that this, maybe they're a passive candidate, what somebody reached out to them about, okay, my expectations of my salary to do that job, which could differ from the one that I'm in, or to make a move or to start all over and prove yourself again, like you know you need to do, I want 150 for that. I feel like you can still do this and just be very honest because nobody has to validate salaries anymore. And that's not something like, that's not a benchmark that anybody can use anymore, your current salary. So I think mm -hmm. you can answer that question honestly, like what are your salary expectations for this role? And it's okay if that's higher than the one that you're in, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I honestly, I wish the other, I wish the candidates were educated more on this because um, it's also not just for this role. It's for the stage of the company. Yeah. How big is the company? How much funding do they have? Are we profitable? Like there's just so much that goes into that, that I don't think candidates think about because, and, and again, they're, they're looking out for number one and you have to, but then I think on the other side, candidates in this, they have to understand the company has to look out for themselves as well. Um, mm -hmm. And so it's, it's like a joint thing. I, and I, I don't want to tangent, but I know like we were talking about with the layoffs, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, Hey, if like, it's a shock to you, you probably had your head down too much. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Well, and I think there's right. other there's other things to consider too, like if you're going to get equity. So like if you're leaving maybe a more established corporation to go to a startup, but maybe you're willing to take a slight pay cut from where you're at because you're going to get equity. You know what I mean? Like I think there's different things. Right. It's, it's the not, potential. Yeah. And so I think for that salary, again, I go back to like, what are your expectations for this role with this company? And it doesn't have to match mm -hmm. exactly where you're at with your current company. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I always get frustrated when I have, you know, like we, we normally work with startups, right? So like when an engineer is like, oh, well, but I have this, this offer from Meta. Good for you. Like, and if money is what this is what you're looking for, then why are you even talking to this startup? And it would always really, and it still obviously really upsets me. It's like, there's this not apples to apples. These yeah. are completely different organizations at completely different stage. You're not going to join Meta for potential. You're mm -hmm. going to join a startup for potential, you know? So it's like, what do you like? Pick your poison. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
And then the next one she said, which I thought this one was fucking hilarious when I listened to it. Like, if you have a friend who works for the company, don't mention their name. Because what if your friend is a dumbass and you don't even know it? (laughs) And I thought that was like hilarious and so true because it's like not all referrals are created equal. You know what I mean? Like you could think your friend is the shit because they can go out and drink like Frank the Tank and pound 10 shots. But does that mean that they're the best software engineer and you want to attach any credibility you may or may not have to them? Maybe not. So I thought that one was really funny. It's like, okay, your friend may not have a stellar reputation in the company. So maybe don't mention their name. Yeah. Well, I don't even think there's anything to mention. It's like, if the person got you this interview, then they know, right? Otherwise it's like, yeah, just shut up. Unless, well, ha- that happens to be that they're the CEO, then, <laughs> then, you know, sure. Why not? Right. For sure. But I think some applications ask you that, like, diff- oh, in the you beginning? Are- yeah. Mm-hmm. And so if you Got put it. somebody's name without knowing, right, like, I think sure. it's totally different what you're saying. If somebody got you that interview, then obviously you're associated with them. But if it is just on the application portion of it, putting somebody's name and not really knowing their credibility within the organization, like maybe don't do that feel it out and save that to drop that little nugget to drop in an interview if you feel like it's going to help you out or it's important yeah, or it sure. matters. Yeah, for sure. And then this one, we we know this as recruiters, always ask why the position is open. Common sense. Like, So is she trying to say that, uh, that this is just what she would say as a, a candidate or she wouldn't say this? No, she would say that... Um, which uh, from a candidate perspective, these are things that she would never admit oh, to a recruiter, it. but then it's like, you can't, you always need to know why the position's open, you know? So mm-hmm. you, if, I don't know, I don't know if it's like, it's not advertised anywhere, you know, like this position's open because of X, Y, Z left. So-and-so is having an affair with so-and-so so they had, you know, like you don't get that level of context, but I think it's a good nugget to like always ask why the position is open and make sure you know why the position's open. I think that's just a good piece of information. Um, any yeah. other is nuggets? it a backfill or is it a new role? Yeah. Right, Sorry, right. And how long? Like how long has it been open? Yeah. And I think that mm-hmm. that gives yeah. good insight into like you know why like was it a really toxic work environment? Okay, somebody was in this role for three months. You just hired someone. They were there for three months. Mm-hmm. They left. I don't know. I think there's signs to look out for that might be a little bit sus. Like, okay, maybe these are some of those red flags that you should ask more questions about. It could actually not be a reflection of the company at all and just the individual, but just like dig in deeper. Mm -hmm. And then if it's a new role, you definitely want to ask more of like, hey, is my pathway set up? Or is this just a project that you may or may not continue? Because like that, those are like super important questions. Yeah, absolutely. If you're not asking about that, then you're missing an opportunity for sure. Okay. So what are are any other things that you would never admit to a recruiter as a candidate? Um, I mean, I don't think I would admit that I was fired. Mm. I, I would I would spin something over there. Like as long as I had at least one referral from wherever I was fired and they were high up enough or at least a peer, um, I wouldn't admit I was fired. A reference? You mean? Yeah, reference. Sorry, did okay. I say referral? Yeah, reference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking about that, like what it has always required. Like it's, what is it? It's a manager and then a peer. Because I know there's certain qualifications. It can't just be anybody. But well, but the way I would... S- the way I would spin it if I were a candidate is I would say, I'm not going to give you my manager because my manager doesn't know I'm looking. That's how I would spin that. So you would you would say you're still employed there even if you got fired? Yeah. Or I would just say, I, I oh yeah. Yeah. No, I would say I'm still employed there. Yeah. That's what I would do. Oh my God. No. <laughs> no, you're like, yep. Yep. No, that's what I would do. That's, um, that's what I would do. 
See, and I feel like I would, I'd do a version of that. I would do what you said. I know I'd have a reference from the company, like regardless, like Uh everybody, I mean, that's a whole nother thing. Like if you don't have one person that can speak positively on your behalf at an organization that you were fired from, then you probably are the problem, bro. It probably is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but if you don't, I mean, everybody should have at least one person appear, somebody that could speak on their behalf, a team lead or something like that. Because sometimes you really do just have difficult managers that are mm-hmm. just like, nobody could work with them. And I I mean, we could save these stories for another day, but I've had some of the craziest shit happen with managers, like the craziest stories that you wouldn't think that would happen in like Fortune 500 companies. And they do. Um, but I would probably say like have somebody's reference. I wouldn't say that I was still employed there if I wasn't, because what if they try to verify your employment? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think that really happens much anymore, which I mean, remember when we sent in our W-2s? It's <laughs> always so funny to me. I do remember. But that. I, I would definitely err on the side of not really verifying it. I would just be like, yeah, you know, it's just time for me to look around. Um, you know, my manager and I don't see eye to eye. It's, you know, it's, but I don't think that like when you think back to like recruiter intakes and stuff, I'm not like, are you currently working? That's mm-hmm. never seems to be a question. Like if you have it on the resume and you don't have an end date, you typically don't get asked that question. Yeah, you know? but it goes so back no, to- I, no. Would I go out of my way to say I'm employed and I'm like everything's fine? No, I wouldn't go out of my way to say that. But I definitely mm-hmm. wouldn't go out of my way to say that I'm not there. Yeah. Okay. If I got fired. That definitely goes back to your whole thing about being a stinky cheese. I feel like you know, <laughs> yeah. Like there's gonna yeah, be a perception. I mean, nobody wants. Yeah, nobody wants to get. Uh, uh, employ someone that's been fired. Like there's so many questions there and and everyone's just going to err on the side of the company, which is, okay, when you think about it, here's some controversy on this one, is now I, I for sure know in California, if you have a felony, it sh- can't matter. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so, and and I don't know if that's it. That's every state at this point. I just know California, but yeah, like we believe in rehabilitation. Mm -hmm. So if that's the case, then why would we have to divulge that we got fired? Yeah. I feel like, I mean, and this could be this going into our broke to boss tip. I, I feel like today the laws are just so in favor of the candidate, like way more Mm -hmm. than they used to be where there's a level of secrecy that you're allowed to have. And I think that that's like the broke to boss. There is a level of secrecy in your job search that you are allowed to have. And it could be at your discretion. I do think from a candidate perspective, I'd probably be more vague in the initial phone screen. Like, I don't think you have to give away all your information, all your secrets, but you are naturally, if they're a good recruiter, you're going to develop a relationship with this recruiter. And I do think the more information that you can give them throughout the interview process, the better it can serve you and it can serve them. You know, because the recruiter wants to get the fill. They want to get you hired. And so if there's any obstacles that are going to come up that ultimately like, you know, are going to impact that, that impacts the recruiter too. So I think you are allowed a a certain amount of secrecy, but also I think as your relationship develops, you should be more honest and divulging things like that if it could potentially come up, you know, like if you were fired and that could come up, we got to talk about it. Yeah. I mean, I I told you about the candidate that murdered somebody, right? Uh, No. And you represented them? Oh, shut up. Well, okay. So, well, we placed him before. We placed him before he became a murderer. Um, And he did get fired from his company. And the company called and they were good friends of mine. And they were like, hey, like he has anger issues. And I was like, oh, okay. So told me a story, right? And they're like, look, that's just between us. But I want to let you know not to represent this candidate. Like you might, like this might come back to bite you. You know, I was like, oh, okay, whatever. And then we found out uh, that he ended up running over his girlfriend with his car. 
And so he ends up calling our office and the person that was originally working with him was like, I'm not taking that phone call. And of course, me being me, I'm like, I'll take this phone call. So, so I, love I was murders. like, hey, I'll like, what's murders. going on? I, I was like, I was like, let's, I, I want to hear that. Let, let me hear the tea. So um, the way he said this, he was like, yeah, so at, this is at the end of the call. Yeah. So just so you know, I had a situation in my life um, that may affect my job search. I go, what was it? He goes, you can Google me. And that was it. (laughs) And I knew the story, right? Before talking to him, but I was like, wow. So talk about being vague. All right. And yeah, he never went to jail, by the way. Wow. Yeah, no, it's a pretty crazy story. I mean, and that's a whole nother thing because if you're Googleable and your offense is Googleable, I mean, that just is going to come from a company doing their research on your social footprint to find that out. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I mean, it's wild. And it's just crazy that and, – and, and this is what it, I was just saying going to the secrecy that candidates can have because of the different laws. And I mean, like, look, I'm, I, I've been a business owner since I'm 24. So do I want someone to tell me that they were fired so I can make my own judgments? Yeah, of course. But do I know that if someone tells me they're fired, my biases creep in like nobody's business? Yes. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, okay. So let me ask you this. If yeah. you – as you're working with a candidate, if it doesn't come out in the first interview that you're having your initial phone screen with them because their resume says present, their LinkedIn says present, they didn't update it, but they were actually mm-hmm. fired and they get through their first round of interview with the hiring managers. You're talking to them in between. How's it going? Coaching them up. And then it comes out that they got fired. Mm-hmm. Then how are you going to feel? Talking, going back to your biases and all of that. How are you going to feel after you find out you've gotten to know them a little bit, but they weren't upfront with you about it? How are you going to feel? Yeah. I mean, I, I think that that's the the empathy in me. I, I think I, I would ask them. I'd be like, hey, I really wish you would have told me that you were fired, you know, like, because we could have gotten ahead of this. Yeah. But I also understand that, shit, like, that's a biggie. That's yeah. a biggie. Explain it to me. Like, what happened? You know, like, what? And, do you, and I think I would be more concerned. Do you have references from this company? Got it. And to your point, if they had zero, then yeah, there's a problem. Okay. Well, I want us to do a whole nother episode on things because you've just got me thinking like a whole nother episode on things that would be like deal breakers for us to work. Because mm-hmm. although, I mean, I feel like there's certain offenses that I know for me, call it biases, whatever, I don't give a shit. I would absolutely not work with somebody, client or candidate, if they were charged with certain things. Mm. And we could talk about that. Like, I, I think okay. that's really interesting based on, we could talk about that versus the laws, you know, and what the laws say. And then also like, I think it's a great idea to talk about too, how to get in front of some of that stuff. Like you brought up a great point. Well, if you were fired, we could, if you told me I could help you get in front of this with the client that mm-hmm. we're pitching you to. So I think that's something that we should talk about for our listeners. Like what is, how could they pitch that if there's this fire situation that's not they weren't charged with felonies or anything like that. They're just fired for, you know, whatever reasons, but there's no charges involved. How would you spin that sure. to a client? I think that's a really good episode. I'm going to write that down. Oh, so you want to do a spin doctor episode. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I can absolutely. spin that shit all day long. <laughs> I love that. I love it. Nice. Depending on yeah. what it is. Well, yeah. I mean, well, just in the, the Millionaire Recruiter program, we have a whole doc that's called Spin Doctor. And I, uh, I role play them through it. And I say, Hey, when this happens, how do you feel? And how can you spin this in a positive? It's all negative shit, literally all negative shit. How do you spin this positively? Mm-hmm. And, and there's sometimes where they look at me like deer in the headlights and they're like, you can't, Brianna, like you can't. I'm like, here we go. I got a new one for you, you know? Uh, but yeah, you got to get good at it. Ooh, that's going to be a good episode. All right, guys, y'all stay. Y'all make sure y'all check us out. 
Make sure you stay listening, stay hanging on. It's going to get better from here. But um, yeah, it only goes up. It only goes up. Make nice. sure you we'll subscribe. See you next, we'll see you next season. Comment. We're talking over each other as y'all. We're like having two different conversations. I know. Again, subscribe, comment, likes. Let us know what you want to hear. As always, we love hearing from our listeners. And thanks, y'all. We'll see you next week. Thanks. Bye.